Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world, and I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic. And so I'm giving away a thousand copies of my book. All you have to do to get your copy is head over to beginmybiz.com slash free offer to, you know, sign up for your copy. All you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you. I am so excited about this. I want to serve you. Grab your copy today. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, America's number one small business expert, and I would like to welcome you to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. With that, allow me to introduce my guest. His name is Dave Walker, and he's the founder of the B to SMB Institute. He has spent 30 years plus as a business innovator, floating in between Fortune 50 firms and lean startups that are scaling. He lives for innovation, but loves execution. From methodical research to bursts of creativity, he loves big picture vision, but he trusts discipline, facts, agility and sweat and as the ceo he hates to fail but he embraces failure as a tough teacher for more information you go to his website b2smbi.com hey dave thank you so much for braving the cold with me to talk about the small biz chat recovery or excuse me the small business recovery not the small biz chat recovery that's still going that's still strong (laughs) so let's talk about it You know, talk to us first about your organization and what you guys do that really ultimately advocates for small business owners. Well, listen, first, thanks so much for having me. And yes, I'm braving the cold. I'm here in Chicago. It'll be minus four tonight. We've got about three feet of snow on the ground that doesn't want to melt. And all I can say is I'm glad I'm not in Texas. That's that's, that's (laughs) really, really, I guess, where my head's at. But, you know, the B to SMB Institute, first of all, B to SMB stands for business to small business. And the reason I started it back in 2017 was because I had just sold a startup that focused on giving marketing advice to small businesses, had grown it over six years, and had met many marketers, salespeople, product development people from very large companies who were selling products and services to small business. So American Express, Microsoft, Sprint, Square, Indeed, LegalZoom. And I, as I worked with a lot of these professionals inside these organizations, I realized that they had many of the same frustrations and challenges, specifically as related to small businesses. They didn't know how to reach them effectively. Once they reached them, it was tough to engage them. Once they engaged them, it was tough to qualify and sell them and close them. Once they closed them, it was hard to support them, get them to adopt, adopt their products and services. Long story short is we built a community so that these professionals could frankly exchange ideas and insights and resources 
between each other so they could better serve small business. So that's our mission is really in a kind of a backdoor way, help small businesses by helping the large brands who are selling products and services to them. Now, how big is your organization? How many members do you have? So we have over now over 200 plus major brands are members and over 4,000 individuals. So we've grown pretty substantially to really represent professionals in, in all aspects of selling products and services to small business. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So let's talk about the state of small business. You know, the COVID-19 killed a lot of people, but COVID-19 killed a lot of small businesses too. Mm-hmm. It sure did. And, you know, unfortunately, we don't know the magnitude of the impact right now. Nobody has a really good sense of it because, frankly, it's tough to report out and really track all those one-person small businesses that have had to close and all of those businesses that weren't incorporated necessarily. You know, they were a small shop and, you know, maybe two or three people and they never really went to the you know, to to incorporate in some state. We don't know really, frankly, how well the surveys that are being done by everyone in existence, it seems like, at a government level to try and track business closures. And frankly, there's a lot of businesses who are kind of, I would call them in suspended animation. They're not open, they're not doing business, but they're not officially closed either. So, you know, best estimates right now is it could be anywhere between 30% and 50% of all small businesses, and that's under 500 employees that have closed during the pandemic. So it's a, it's a really alarming number to say the least. It is, it is. And I think certainly for African-American businesses, it's probably, it could be 50 to 60%. And a lot of that had to do with just, you know, how incredibly poor the PPP loan and EIDL loans were administrated and given out and, and, and who got, loans and, and, you know, credit was used as a validator for loans, not how much people needed help. I mean, there was a lot of crazy stuff that went on that really wasn't helpful, which is why I think so many brands have now tried to scramble to fill in the the gap that was left because so many Black-owned businesses did not get help. So, you know, one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about tonight was just sort of like the direct and the indirect causes of why so many minorities and women have been adversely affected. I mean, I think all small businesses like kind of took a hit, although I've definitely talked to people who did better in 2020, but those were people who were already online and they were already set up. So when when the pandemic happened, they were able to put money on ads and put the gas on it, you know? And I think there were other people who positioned themselves to do well in 2021, right? So there were people that did that too. And then there were people that were like caught flat-footed, you know, like Fred Flintstone with his feet out the bottom of the of the car. I mean, you know, there were people who really had no idea what to do, had never sold online or did had no idea online ads. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Instagram, what's that? I mean, they, they, there were people that were that clueless, didn't have updated websites. I mean, there was, there was, there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of bad practice out here that got caught, right? Some of these people who we don't know whether they're in business or not, part of that's because they never registered an EIN number with the IRS, right? They're doing business with their social security number or letting people pay them with cash app, you know what I mean? So there was all this kind of other gray economy stuff and those people really got hurt because if you had no paperwork, you definitely didn't get a PPP loan. <laughs> it was That was just what the deal was. So talk to me about 
you know, what the other side is talking about in terms of all this stuff that, that's out here that was going on and who won and who didn't. That's a, that's a really, that's got a lot of, a lot of hair on it, but to, to kind of break it down when the pandemic started, more importantly, when the quarantine started, when the shutdown started, Alignable, which is a small business network, probably your audience is familiar with it, has over 6 million small businesses in the U.S. And they, since the beginning of the pandemic, have been every single week surveying their small business members on a variety of questions. And one of the first questions that they asked their 6 million members back in March was, how much cash do you have on hand right now? What do you have in your savings account to really support your business? And 67% said that 30 days, that's it. I'm out in 30 days of, of having cash on hand. And that's why there was, frankly, a rush to give the PPP loans because there was so little cash saved on the part of, of small businesses across the country. You can imagine that minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, urban businesses, high-touch service businesses like salons and manicurists were all crushed by the closures that went on because as high-touch businesses, they frankly couldn't, they couldn't do their business in any way, shape, or form, and nor could they offer an e-commerce offering and kind of survive that way. But in, in, in kind of in a nutshell, those businesses that were in very poor cash positions that were frankly disproportionately impacted by the closures, they didn't have, they didn't have access to their customers, basically, were the ones that got heaviest hit. And, 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 and probably make up a lot of the businesses that closed. Now, I think my hope is from a recovery standpoint that those entrepreneurs who were in those service businesses who started a business the first time want to start again. You know, they want to, as the recovery really happens, they want to get back into the business. They're, you know, they're a hairstylist. They want to go back being a hairstylist. They don't want to go off and be a nurse or, or something else. So hopefully we'll see what a lot of we're trying to track is what's the emergence of entrepreneurs now that we're starting to come out of the pandemic. And one important stat is, is tracked by the Small Business Administration is there's been more new business applications in the last three months than there have been in the last three years. So there's a lot of people who are flooding into the new small business kind of space. And hopefully that'll be a big part of, of our recovery as an economy. Well, I'm certainly seeing that from my business, you know, as the small biz lady is, you know, America's number one small business expert, our website, our tools, my books. I mean, it's like, you know, like I got a flashing sign on, come buy this stuff. I mean, definitely I'm seeing a demand for my information and for the types of trainings that I do. And we even actually decided as a part of the pandemic, because everything has been so tough on people, I actually am giving away a thousand copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months for free. Like all people have to do is pay for shipping. Cause I'm like, obviously I'm not Verizon. I ain't got a million dollars to give away, but I, I decided that the most valuable tool I ever created, my book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, that I would give 1,000 copies away free. And so we're doing that over on my website on beginmybiz.com slash free book. So all you got to do is pay for shipping and it will come to you. And, and, and that's what my little corner of the world, what I can do to help. But speaking of people helping, I know some brands have gone out here and, and, and tried to help. And some of them have um, missed the mark with their help. And some of them have done a really good job. And I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about 
like some best practices that you've seen that have been pretty successful. And, and I certainly will share some of what I've seen as well, but I'm curious as to, you know, given the fact that you have the lens to kind of look and see what everybody's kind of doing, who have you seen just really do a fantastic job? Well, we actually did a, an event last September where about 25 of our members actually came to a virtual event to showcase what they had done on behalf of small businesses. And this ranged from everything from minority-owned small business-directed grants to educational programs to different product and service offerings. And it was really, frankly, enlightening for all of our big brands who sell to small business to see what are other people doing and how exactly are they doing it. I'll talk to the negative first. I think that there were a lot of well-intentioned, and I think you could say that about everybody, well-intentioned programs that were either too narrow, too small, or too self-serving that were offered by by large brands. And, you know, I got to say, small businesses, if nothing else, know how to sniff out bullshit. And they basically (laughs) called bullshit on, wait a minute, this program is not really helpful to me, accessible to me, relevant to me. It's a disappointment, to say the least. Mm -hmm. And I won't name any names there. But again, well-intentioned offerings that seem to work just highlight three of them. Zoho, which is probably one of the largest purveyors of applications to run business, particularly small business, has millions of small business customers around the world. All of their applications and and programs are, are made available by subscription. And they pretty quickly, like within the first 30 days of the pandemic really hitting, said to all of their customers, you don't have to pay for our product but we want you to continue to use it. So we are offering it to you for free for the next six months if you wanna use it. What was interesting is about 30% of their customers actually reached back out to them and said, thank you very much, I don't need it. I'm doing fine. Wow. And and I thought that was a really wonderfully honest exchange between small business customers and a large enterprise that serves them and and really kind of, and those who took advantage of it, obviously were able to cut an expense out out of their operation. Another one that did it some really cool things was AWeber, which is an email company, very much like Constant Contact, competitor to Constant Contact. And they pretty quickly started to create, based on the response that they had seen from their small business customers, what they call pivot packs. And pivot packs were very, very focused on specific industries like fitness centers. How does a fitness center actually pivot to successfully survive what is a shutdown in their particular business sector. And these were terrific. And they really created them with their customers. So they went to fitness centers and they said, their fitness centers are customers, what are you doing? You know, how are you wiping down everything? How are you exactly, you know, what hours are you able to operate? What machines are you able to operate? What things are you learning how to do with video? And it was very, very helpful. And then third and final example I'll give is I think that there were, there were a lot of brands who tried to recognize or tried to really solicit the specific pain point that the small, their small business customers were having and discover ways in which they could help. Verizon Business, great example, discovered one of their sales representatives saw that their local corner restaurant was struggling to do curbside delivery. And they were struggling because the, somebody from the restaurant had to come out to the curb you know, present the bill, take the credit card back, go back into the kitchen, pay the bill, come back out, 
you know, with the food, oh, there's a mistake, go back in, it was just a mess. And what Verizon realized, this Verizon representative realized is, you know, cell phones can be used as walkie talkies. Why don't we just simply instruct our small business restaurant customers, hey, you've got a powerful communication tool, a walkie talkie in your hand, it's called your phone. Here's how you set it up, here's how you use it. And that was something that was, you know, it's not a revolutionary kind of step, but wow, talk about practical assistance for a problem sure. that virtually every restaurant in America was facing. And, and, I, and I would I would also give Verizon another shout out. You know, very early on, Verizon was one of the first corporations that I saw try to do a grant for small business. And they were also one of the ones that got clobbered because like they had to shut their program down within like 28 or 48 hours because they had no idea how many people were going to come. But I give them credit because then they said, okay, we know people need money and we know we're not equipped to distribute it. <laughs> so then they went and partnered with Lisk and gave Lisk the money who had the infrastructure and they, they, and they have done two or three different grants through Lisk. And, and I appreciate them for not just getting knocked down and being like, oh, forget it. I mean, they, they were like, okay, we got to do this smarter. They also did an amazing webinar series that they started, I believe it was like in April, and they went every single week, they gave a valuable webinar, and they did that all the way through the end of October. And I think that they are to be credited because I think of all of the stuff I saw, theirs was the thing that I thought helped the most, that I thought was most visible because they didn't just do one thing. They did a couple of things to help people. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, we'll be forever grateful to them for that, for sure. But listen, we are having a great conversation tonight here on the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady. Stay with us. We will be right back. People and businesses everywhere use plastic to pay for virtually anything using their credit card, even where cards aren't accepted. It's so fast and easy. We'll explain how it works in less than 60 seconds. Ready? First, you tell us who you want to pay, how much you want to pay, and enter your payment information. Next, plastic charges your credit or debit card. Finally, we send your recipient a check, ACH, or wire transfer, and you rack up points from your credit card reward program. Don't forget, Plastic also offers global payments, the ability to pay in cash from your bank account, and more. Take two minutes and make a payment with Plastic today at Plastic.com. Plastic, it's the smarter way to pay. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. I'm here talking with Dave Walker, the founder and CEO of the B2SMB Institute. And we were just talking about brands that got it right in the pandemic, helping small business owners. All right, Dave, so let's talk a little bit about some of the work that you do with some of your brand partners. I know you recently did a research program with Accenture, and I wanted to talk to you about some of the things that the, that the research unearthed for you. Yeah, I've had a suspicion back since I was building my own company that serves small business that it was hard to earn and hard to keep the trust of small business. And like any relationship, even though, you know, I was in a buyer and seller relationship, myself, the, the, the seller and small business customers, the buyers, any relationship basically lives or dies on trust. And we all know that as adults who've ever had a relationship, you know, trust is basically the cornerstone of making it work. And 
so based on the suspicion that boy, you know, one of the reasons why maybe the 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 challenges that so many brands are facing in selling to small businesses, they're not trusted. And how do we quantify that? So one of our charter members is Accenture, the big consulting firm Accenture, and they were gracious enough to partner with us on doing a very large national survey of, it's called a mirror survey. It was of thousands of small businesses across the U.S., and thousands of people who sell to small businesses from mid-size to large enterprises. So the buyers on one side, the sellers on, on the other side. And we got straight to it. We said, do you trust small businesses? Do you trust the enterprises that sell you products and services, particularly the large ones? And the short answer is only 50% said they trusted. So you could say that 50% of the marriages are kind of doomed to failure because there's no real trust at the heart of it. On the flip side, the mirror side, we asked those folks in the large businesses, how many of your small business, do you think your small businesses trust you, your small business customers trust you? And they said, 80% said, yes, they trust us. So right there, you have an enormous gap, basically, in the perception of trust on the two sides of the relationship. And we're really trying to understand now, what are the component parts of that? Is it because I, I don't trust you because I don't believe you care about me? Or is it, I don't trust you because you don't understand me? I don't trust you because I don't believe you have my interests at heart. And as we followed on with the survey and the second wave of the survey, we asked those specific questions. And literally all three of those were, were the same. 80% of the large businesses said, yes, yes, we care. Yes, our small businesses believe that we have their best interest at heart. And on the small business side, only 50% said, said yes, we, 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 they care, they trust us, and most importantly, they understand us. So now that frankly gives all of us on the large brand side, it gives our community the opportunity to address that, to actually say, okay, we got to up our game. We actually have an event in May for all of our senior most executives in the Institute. It's called the Leaders Forum, but the theme of it is exceed. We have to now, as a, as a community of brands that smell, sell to small businesses, we've got to exceed expectations in a very big way, particularly as small businesses are going into recovery. And that doesn't mean lowering prices. That doesn't mean you know offering more bells and whistles on a product. It means Really simple stuff, like ask a small business, what do you need? What, how do you need it? And when do you need it? And to accept the answer, not try to sell against the answer. And I think, you know, it's a long road and a long haul, but with the, frankly, with the underpinnings of the data and insights of this research and how much it actually financially impacts these large enterprises, the customers, they don't win, they win and then lose, the customers they can't keep. It's got real financial consequences. I, I completely know it, I completely know it. All right, last question for you, Dave. Tell me about Small Biz Aid in June. What are you guys doing to support small business? Well, we're literally modeling this on Farm Aid, one of my favorite organizations that I've supported now going on 20 years. We wanted to create an event that will hopefully, everybody's fingers crossed, will be timed to the, the emergent recovery that we hope we're all in in the month of June. 
and particularly the emergent recovery that's impacting small businesses. It'll be summer. Hopefully businesses will be reopening, reopening for good. A lot of the kind of constraints that we're under right now will hopefully be lifted. And we wanted to do an event entirely focused on helping small business, not a selling event, but one where we could work with our, our member brands to create lots of terrific advice on the very real challenges that we are, that, that small businesses are facing. We're actually gonna host this on the Alignable platform. So those 6 million members of Alignable will be kind of the underpinning of the audience, but we're gonna invite all small businesses to attend. And we're really hoping that the content that we develop, which begins with asking the question, what do you specifically need? And we're querying a lot of small businesses on that through, through Alignable. We'll, we'll have a really terrific event. So it's 100% virtual. It'll be the second week of June, the full week, and it really will be offered for free for everybody who wants to attend. Thank you so much, Dave, for being here with me. Thank you all so much for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you want more information about how to start or grow a small business, head over to my blog, succeedisyourownboss.com to get more information. Now, the mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host. And I'll leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.